bad, immoral, and wrong. This is the Modern Eater Show. Piping hot and delicious. The Modern Eater. Food, 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 food. Your hosts, Greg Hollenbeck, Jay Parker, and Brian Freeman. Oh, yeah, you better believe it. Here we go, the Modern Eater Show live. <laughs> you gotta love these shows live outside. Live from that Gothic Theater on Broadway. Here we are doing a remote and uh, none better. It's barbecue season. And we're doing it right with the second annual backyard rib competition brought to you by Proud Souls and. Uh, Brian Freeman, Greg Hollenbach, Jay Parker, Little Rich Snyder, the whole team's here. And uh, we got a bunch of great guests. If you love barbecue, you're going to want to buckle up and listen to this show. But uh, also, uh, streaming live on Facebook right now. I'm going to head to that and stream it and share it to my page. And we hope you do that, too. All right, let it, let's introduce the guys. Here, here they are. Uh, Dan, Tony, Chris. What's up? We got up, them all. How's it What's going, up, fellas? Proud souls. What a great day. Awesome day. Amazing day. It was a lot of fun. Um, Second annual last year you did in your backyard at Proud Souls off of Federal. This year it's at the Gothic Theater. Why the change? Uh, we wanted to go bigger and better. Um, we had a great demand for the event last year. We had 11 teams compete. We knew this year we'd uh, be able to at least double that. And we're looking at hosting it at Proud Souls. But uh, Jake with AEG, general manager, came to us. One of our customers has a, has a Traeger. And wanted to partner up. He said he could provide the, the parking lot and a lot of the manpower and just kind of the, the background for the event. And we would provide the know-how related to barbecue and do it upright. So we were able to come together and uh, couldn't think of a, a better day, a better venue to, to host our second annual. Well, and hyper-local, Greg, all the way here at the Gothic. It's been here forever. South Broadway. Longer than you've been around. Longer than I've been around, <laughs> that's for sure. Right, both of us, all of us combined. Right. Really, it's been around for a while, a lot of history. Uh, with this theater, and so thanks so much to um, uh, the Gothic Theater to have us out here today. And what a fun day! A lot of demonstrations going on, but ri- I mean, who doesn't like ribs? Come on, no right. ribs are that's ever seems to be everyone. Well, brisket and ribs seem to always be people's sure. favorites. Is, is that so? Backyard rib competition is that that's truly what most backyard guys really dig into. Yeah, huh? yeah I'd say so. Yeah, I think that's the first thing that kind of all of us actually ever learned how to cook right was it was a rib i think that's kind of how you judge that and brisket like tony said are kind of you know the check the blocks as far as you know considering yourself you know a barbecue guy right let's talk about some of the um competition play boy i look terrible on the facebook (laughs) (laughs) can you get a different camera angle on me or something man that'll change your life um you guys are looking great and and why not um successful day here and great turnout the weather uh you know cooperated i would say yeah it was gorgeous earlier today we're getting a little bit of that crazy colorado but you know i'll tell you you guys had a great turnout i mean incredible amount of people here i walked around just where can you get more educated about barbecue and a good food than right here today? I mean, that was awesome. And then to finish off the night with a little bit of Slim Cessna, oh, yeah. all about Colorado, Colorado band. Franklin's, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think one of the coolest things today is all the 24 teams that competed are not only customers of ours, but they're friends of ours. Um, and we make a connection. It's one of the things we do at Proud Souls that everyone who walks through the store, we want to them to get excited about barbecue and create an experience. Um, to see all these folks come out here today, 
um, inviting their friends and family and then for the general public to come in and know that they can get barbecue from Jason over here at GQ, Jeff at Sugar Fire. But not only that, a big important thing for us was to continue the education process, right? Uh, with the demo stage. I mean, the demo stage, every time I looked over at that demo stage, what we were doing over there from brisket to ribs to bacon, I think. Lobster um, tail. Lobster tail. Mm-hmm. Um, Bill from Smoke did smoked chicken wings. Um, I mean, amazing. And we had crowds just around there eager to learn about barbecue and, and how to do it. And, and to me, to look over there and see the education going on and see all of these folks out here competing and just having fun for a day of barbecue, I mean, it didn't get any better to us as, as business owners um, and really proud of, of everyone that came out today. Really cool, cool event. Yeah, it's almost like this was every Saturday for you guys, wasn't it? I mean, this is really it's minus 24 extra yeah. people cooking, but it is. down at Proud Souls right off of 25th and Federal there, you guys are doing this every weekend. Every day. We every do, day. We do it 24-7. I mean, there's times our phone rang in the middle of the night. <laughs> we have a party going on tomorrow. What do I do? I just bought this smoker from you guys. I need to learn. I've got a group. Of, I'm hosting a graduation party this weekend. Can you help me? Um, to see the, everyone come out here, want to gain information, knowledge on, on cooking and barbecue, um, it's awesome. It's cool. What can you say? So where do you begin? And I consider myself kind of a, a novice um, barbecuer, you know. Um, I don't know, Ryan. I saw those ribs. I saw <laughs> we'll those ribs today. <laughs> we'll, find, we'll find out in an hour here. Yeah. But, but you learn a lot. And, and so put the competition portion into that. And, uh, you know, hopefully we'll be able to catch up with a judge, uh, a competition judge. Yeah. But I did a little uh, research reading, and a lot of times people think, you know, I I do a darn good rib. Sure. Right? And I'm going to enter it, and they get blown out of the water because there's certain things that you're just looking for within a So can we start there? And and any one of you guys just. I I think Chris can talk to this. This is a great competition cook. He just won a Colorado State uh, barbecue championship last weekend in, in Lamar, Colorado against 30 other teams from across the nation. This guy knows competition cooking. He's a great cook. That's why we invited him on board as our general manager at the beginning of the year. I'll let him talk to that. He knows exactly what judges are looking for in, in competition cooking. Yeah, good point, Greg. I mean, me and you were just talking earlier, you know, about the whole thing. It's like, you know, I might like salt and pepper. Or you might like sauce, right? It doesn't matter, right, what we like. We have to cater to the people who will be judging our food, right? And kind of put your personal preference aside. Um, sometimes to swallow your pride, like we've been beat down, right? Um, and then the next week, come back and bounce back, figure it out, and, and then and win some stuff. You know, and I think that's what it's all about. It's about being versatile, um, and it's about, you know, not carrying a chip on your shoulder and having thick skin. Not everybody's going to like your food every day. Um, but, you know, how can we challenge ourselves as cooks? Um, myself, Tony, and Dan, we're always constantly learning, right? What are the basics The basics. you're looking for? The basics, um, make it look pretty and cook it right. I think if you do those two things, I think the rubs and the sauces are great. Um, it's just an addition, right? But I think as long as you know what you're doing and you cook the heck out of that meat, I think you'll do well. And, hey, folks, you're so, listening to Chris Webb, general manager from Proud Souls Barbecue right off of 25th and Federal. That's us. Taste, tenderness, and appearance. Those are the three okay. correct categories so basically I think judging I, for. So you want to make it look pretty like Chris said, so it has to show really well in the box. So it's got to have a nice color. Can't be too dark. Can't be too light. Um, you want to have an amazing taste, and that's what Chris was referring to. So not too sweet, not too spicy, but a nice combination of yeah. those. And you don't then, want to do anything too far left or right. 
So what are some of the techniques? And again, boy, you, you know, it's like uh, diagnosing yourself on WebMD or something, looking up, how do you be a competition pitmaster in, in a practice, barbecue practice. competition? Yeah. <laughs> a lot in. of the things I, it, it's, that I was reading was like, uh, coat it with, in mayo so that your rub will stick, and the mayo has a high fat content. You want fat content, fat content. Anything to that? No, not necessarily. Nope. I, I think it's funny you say about mayo because we did a Texas-style brisket uh, today on our our demo stage, we coated it in mayo and then just did salt, salt and pepper on it, but a very coarse pepper. I think mayo helps with the fat content uh, as a binder um, from a competition standpoint. It doesn't take the flavor away. No, there's well, no right? flavor component to it at all when it's been in a smoker for six, uh -huh. seven hours. Um, I think the biggest thing with competition barbecue, if the meat isn't cooked perfectly, right. it has no it has no chance so of, of winning. So that's the first barrier. Yes. You're, you have, right out, you're blown yeah. out of the water right So away. has anyone ha ever had a rib before that, that is what I, I always say tight, <laughs> doesn't pull off the bone or is chewy, or a rib that falls off the bone all at once and, and is mush, overcooked? Um, finding that sweet spot in between a, as a cook um, knowing in the window in a barbecue, you can cook a rack of ribs for three, four hours, but you really have about five to ten minutes of getting it just right. You should take a bite out of a rib. It should pull from the bone. It should leave almost a bite mark in there, and then it should dry. the bone should dry clean immediately. If it doesn't do that, it means it's either over or undercooked. Um, so if you don't cook the meat right, you have no chance, no matter what rub, what sauce, how pretty your box looks. From a tenderness standpoint, if it's not dead on, you, you, can, you don't have a chance of winning. So as cooks, we focus, and as things we try to educate our, our customers at, is understanding your proteins, understanding when they're done, understanding your timeline, where you cook, your elevation here in Denver. And you think about when people talk about baking in Denver, um, the different intricacies that go into that. Barbecue is the same thing. When we cook barbecue and we travel um, to go in different states, and that sort of thing at sea level. Barbecue is totally different than barbecue here. When we go up into the mountains and we cook at a contest in Leadville, totally different up there. So understanding your elements, understanding where water boils, boiling point of water, understanding the thickness exactly of what you're doing and figuring out that tenderness and then a flavor profile like Chris and Dan said that's not too far left, not too far right, and then making it look beautiful in a box, that's when barbecue, and from a competition's point, wins. I love hearing you talk. About <laughs> I mean, you, can, you can tell the passion. Uh, just do a quick reset here, and we're going to actually bring out some of the winners of this backyard rib competition. Uh, the announcements come at 7 o'clock, I believe. Is that correct? Yes, so sir. about yep. 45 minutes, we'll do that. In the meantime and in between time, these guys have forgotten more about barbecue than I'll ever know. And uh, truly the experts and proud souls and, and uh, Dan, Tony, and Chris here with us. Uh, this evening, we're going to cover some ground from spices to um, the fire itself. And I, and I want to cover that next, Ed, because I had a gentleman named Jim that I met this afternoon who walked me around and showed me everybody's smoke and said, here's what you can tell by the smoke that's uh, coming out of the grills. I found a fascinating conversation. I'd like to continue that as we continue from the Gothic Theater right here on Broadway. Uh, we'll take that quick turnaround and come right back. This is the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Choose your path through Cyberland. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram and Facebook for all the fun photos and videos. Just search The Modern Eater or check out the website, themoderneater.com. Rocker Spirits. 
It's a distillery. It's a place to hang. It's about quality. It's about taste. It's about passion. Infused with American spirit. Rocker whiskey, rocker rum, rocker vodka. Get ready for an original look, feel, and experience. Old Town Littleton. And if you get hungry while you're sipping on some drinks, they've got the best food truck line in town. Open Thursdays, Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays. Rockerspirits.com. Rockerspirits.com. Hi, I'm Andrew Moore, brewmaster at the Intrepid Sojourner Beer Project. At Intrepid Sojourner, beer tells a story inspired by my adventures as a well-traveled archaeologist. My recipes draw inspiration from all over the world, from historical styles like satis, grazers, and kvass, to adjunct beers inspired by flavors from international cuisines. My beers broaden the horizons of what beer can be. Explore basil IPA and Turkish coffee stout. Enjoy chai brown ale. Taste lavender tripel and the distinctive horchata milk stout. Thoughtfully source spices and herbs, enhance flavors inherent to indigenous beer styles. My sincere hope is that Intrepid Sojourner Beer Project will inspire adventure and wanderlust. Come visit the tap room and share your tales with friends and plan your next sojourn. Located at 925 West 8th Avenue in the heart of the Arts District on Santa Fe. For everything Intrepid, Look us up online at SojournerBeers.com and remember to drink globally, locally. Little Rich here. It's the new year and we're all looking for ways to save money. Here's a tip I bet you didn't know about. Do what I do. Buy your natural gas wholesale. Instantly saving 10 to 12% off your gas bill every single month. Baby, that's some serious cash. Do what I've done for years and call Brian Rizzuto at Encore Energy today. The sooner you call, the sooner you save. Call Brian at Encore Energy. 720-245-5771. That's 720-245-5771. Save money on natural gas with Encore Energy. Yo, yo, what's up? <laughs> this is Justin Brunson, Culture Meat and Cheese in Denver Central Market. I'm a meat guy. <laughs> and you're listening to the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Let me reset here. So, <laughs> all right, got the guys from Proud Souls here. It is the second annual Backyard Rib Competition brought to you by Proud Souls here at the Gothic Theater. As uh, we are live, and lots of you just heard Justin Brunson's voice, uh, River Bear American Meats out here, and Frogs here. Uh, Spice Guy Zach Johnston, we'll get him on the air here as well. And we'll talk to Chef Jeff Jabot. Um, I mean, it's just a family. It's a family outing, and this barbecue community is truly uh, just that. It's a community of people that really want to feed off of each other and learn. And, and it strikes me as a, a lot of times with these backyard competitions is you find just the love of it and the love of, I may have a, a family recipe that's been, you know, uh, handed down and I, I want to keep that tradition or my buddy. To, and, and a lot of people, the competition is fun. It's almost like fantasy football, too, to where there's a little jabbing going on back and forth. Um, but the techniques and, and what you're using, it's so cool to see these guys put their setups in here. Guys and gals. Yeah. yeah ladies absolutely. here today. Yeah, open everybody. Ladies, yeah. yeah. Hey, Greg, what's your favorite, dry or wet? <laughs> Ribs? Yeah. We'll, we'll start there. Um, <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, the, the dry. The dry. And I think that, um, you know, the wet uh, has its place. But um, dry is really 90% of what people do, right? I mean, you want to. Kind of let the, the meat and the spices speak. 
for itself, not so, cover it in sauce. So at home, I love I love a dry rib. I always serve sauce optional if sauce is even around. I think a dry ribbed rub is great. I will say, when we talk about competitions, a dry rib rub typically will not score well, um, especially from a KCBS standpoint. We're talking about the Kansas City Barbecue Society. So when we think of Kansas City, we think about barbecue sauce, right? Um, Maybe in Texas, where, where Chris has done a lot of competing, a, a dry rib rub might score. But from a, a standpoint, I think a little bit of sauce uh, goes goes a long way. So not wait, wait a minute, sauce. Rich. You just commented on our live stream, no skinny people here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there are a handful. <laughs> Zach, where's he yeah, at? Yeah, where's the <laughs> spice guy? Zach, show me a skinny guy right now. <laughs> hey, well, back on, though, this wet and dry, is not is it a regional thing? Is it something that you're going to find in different places of the country? Certain people are die-hard, so. wet rub. Some are dry rub. I believe so. I mean, definitely. Like We talked about Texas, right? Came to Texas, competed a lot down there. <clears throat> it's completely different, right? Like Tony mentioned earlier, when we travel and we compete out of state, what works in Denver does not work in Texas, West Texas, South Texas, right? Yeah, Whenever you go out to Carolinas, they want a vinegar base. When you're in KC, they want it sweet. Uh-huh. Whenever you're in Texas, they just want to taste the beef, right? Um, you know, so it's a little bit different everywhere we go. I think as far as Denver or Colorado barbecue is concerned, I think we're a hybrid, right? I mean, raise your hand if you're a transplant. Boom, yeah. right? Everyone in the room. Exactly. Here. And I think we all bring something yeah, to the no. table from I know. There's one, there's <laughs> one native here. Mostly. Yeah, uh, no. And Richie. Mr. Hyperlocal himself. (laughs) Hey, we've got the best of the best here uh, on the show with us. So if you have a barbecue question, uh, any question, really, there's no dumb question when it comes to this. 303-713-TALK, 303-713-8255. You can call in if you're on our Facebook stream. You can do that as well and get on the show and talk to these guys. Again, um, I said before we broke off that I wanted to spend a minute talking about not only the uh, differences in uh, your gear, what, what you're using, but um, also in the smoke. So, who, was it Jim? What was the guy's name? You guys probably don't know who I'm talking about. Are you talking about Jim from Uncle Jay's Barbecue? Jay's? That, that might have been. Bigger guy? Probably. Real, yeah. Yeah. Great shirt. <laughs> Back yeah. to the no, skinny Not thing. those skinny guys. Yeah. <laughs> no, not a skinny guy. So, Jim, he said, let's take a walk around. I want to show you smoke. Let's talk about smoke. Yeah. And it was counter, kind of counterintuitive to me um, to where you would think, okay, all the big billowed smoke that's coming out, that's got to be good. Not good. Right, you barely want to see your the smoke come. So talk about that if you would. Anyone jump in? So I I think with barbecue, when you think about barbecue, it's about typically fire, right? I mean, old school. Mm -hmm. Uh, Nowadays, obviously, pellet grills have changed the game. We'll talk about that a little bit as being a gateway drug into barbecue in Mm -hmm. a sense. Um, But smoke is a big indicator of barbecue. You know, the first thing a cook learns prior to even cooking barbecue is fire management. You have to build a fire in order to to cook, right, your proteins. So when we step back as cooks, well, if the fire isn't going to be right, whatever we're building, how do how is my end result going to be exactly what I want? So we like to educate our, our customers when they come in who are buying offset pellet grills, big green eggs like we have down at, at the Studio Kitchen Colorado, drum smokers, that sort of thing, where they want to build fire. Understand the art of building fire. Mm-hmm. How does fire work? How do you get oxygen to your fire? What 
are you putting in that from a charcoal base, from a wood standpoint? What, how is your wood seasoned? Is it too wet, too dry? What is your heat output? Well, what kind of wood are you using? Are you using a hardwood? Are you using a fruitwood? A fruitwood is going to produce more smoke than an oak. An oak is going to burn hotter than a fruit. Where's your wood coming from? Again, we talk about sourcing proteins. We talk about sourcing woods and charcoals and trying to find that quality standpoint where you want something very clean, very efficient, very heat-oriented. And once you master fire, the rest from a cook standpoint, based on what you're cooking, comes very natural. Tony Roberts, Proud Soul Barbecue. <laughs> this preach, is, like a, preach. is like the preacher. I mean, the, have you created a Bible somewhere down the there? Upper room. You found Just love barbecue. Honestly, yeah. I love building fire. I mean, fire, I love building. When I think about barbecue, I think about fire. I don't think about the food so much. I think about building a fire. I think about that's how I grew up and the smells that come from that. And then from that point, once the fire's ready, it's like now we're, now we're having fun, right? But it all starts with the fire. So uh, another little nuance that, and I think it's a pretty obvious one, walked around and he said, now smell, get, get the smell of the fire. And there were a few of them. He said, he said I love Kingsford um, charcoal, but come over here and what do you smell right now? You smell the, the, the Kingsford coal. And, and it was very overwhelming. He said, your food's going to taste like that. Uh, so that fire probably wasn't managed the best. Is when you guys walk around and you see these, these cooks out here, how many teams do you have, 24? 24. 24, 24 teams. You can pretty much just tell by what they're doing. I mean, they might lift the lid or something else. But in your mind, and it's just like me, I can listen to another person doing a radio show and the nuances are right there for me right off the bat what do you see right off the bat when you walk up to any individual place to know whether they're going to be successful or not or is that just thrown out the window once the judges get to it yeah i mean i think we definitely i mean whenever we show up somewhere i mean you know you're always creeping your competition right if we're if we're if we're we're, we're competitors so we'll usually take a stroll as we settle in you know and historically like we're talking about fire management good smoke bad smoke like we've talked about a lot of times you'll see a cooker so cooker could be 50 feet long right got four stacks 16 fireboxes dude smoke is out of control so we look at each other and we just kind of chuckle because we're like well got him right um you know so i think not i mean i think when you use smoke use it like salt and pepper less is more right you don't have to blast it i mean we want a clean fire Uh, we don't want it to overtake it we just want to give it a kiss a compliment of smoke also saw a couple of cooks that were trying to rekindle their fire that's a tough one too right managing a consistent temperature that's key, too. You don't want to have a huge temperature swing from 200 to 300 back down to 200 because your protein's going to be affected by that negatively. Yeah. So keep it consistent, clean, you know, nice. And that's oxygen. Yeah. Right? I mean, it's, it's just a pure oxygen play. Like you said, in a way, it's, the fire is one of the oldest things on the planet. Yeah. I mean, and that's, like, where we learned how to cook yep. in, in my eyes. And so taking it right now and what you guys have done and put it in a formal manner put one of these incredible smokers behind it i mean it it's controlled it's a whole different game what you guys are doing just i mean is quite honestly amazing and, and the grills have come a long way the smokers uh, yeah. the gr- have the come a long have way come a long way you can know? we talk can we break off and come back and talk about that yeah of uh, let's do that it's 6 30 on 6 30 k how an iheart radio station again uh, live from the gothic theater with uh, the boys from proud souls we're going to take a quick break we'll 
come back and continue this conversation. If you have a question, 303-713-TALK, 303-713-8255. Now's the time when you've got the experts on with us. Uh, we'll get some of these guys, some of the cooks here with us. We'll get them on the show. Then we have, um, we're, we'll talk spices as well. River Bears here. And uh, I have to mention, if you're out and about this evening, there's a couple of cool things going on. You can join us down here for a little while. But um, our friends at Intrepid Sojourner Beer Project in the Santa Fe Arts District, it's uh, congratulations to them for their two-year anniversary. And they're having that party tonight. So um, if you would, stop by and meet us there a little bit later on. And and uh, cheers and have a beer and give them congratulations because a delicious brewery right there on uh, 8th Avenue. Right, right in between Santa Fe and Kalamath. And Kalamath. Yep. It's an incredible little place, a little hidden, so but it's good. Congratulations to Intrepid Sojourner Beer Projects for uh, two years and then many more. We made a stop to uh, Beasts and Brews yesterday with Zach Kreider from Colorado Mills and got an uh, opportunity to catch up with Jason Nowert. And uh, that, that location that they have in Colorado Springs is beautiful. All right, we'll take that break. We'll come right back and, uh, again, rejoin right here from the Gothic Theater. You are listening to the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Uh, Choose your path through Cyberland. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram and Facebook for all the fun photos and videos. Just search The Modern Eater or check out the website. TheModernEater.com. Colleen Ferreira here with the Colorado Chefs Association. You've probably heard the excitement. This year we are creating a stir in the culinary community. This is your personal invitation to join us on our constant culinary adventure. Let us open up our network to you and help you grow professionally. Whether you are a chef, purveyor, brewer, baker, we are here to build your brand, your business, and connect you with Colorado's culinary community. Join us. I'd love to hear from you. Email me, Colleen, at acfcoloradochefs.org. Hey, chef friends, it's Little Rich here from Rockalitas Tortillas. Rockalitas, known for hyper-local, innovative, and healthy tortillas and chips, served by Colorado's top chefs, and that's why we only use Colorado Mills sunflower oil. If you, too, want to serve the healthiest, most vibrant-tasting foods, you must use Colorado Mills. Colorado Mills is hyper-local, Colorado-grown, cold-pressed in Lamar, Colorado. Whether you bake, fry, or saute, get your Colorado Mills today. Available through Shamrock, Growers Organic, and Don Foods. For the best oil in the business, use Colorado Mills. Want to bake the best? Bake with the best. Little Rich here from Rockalitas Tortillas and the Modern Eater. Our wraps fold cold and don't break open, yet they're soft and delicious. What's my secret? Ardent Mills. Organic, ancient, and heirloom grains like quinoa, spelt, and more. Locally headquartered in Denver, Colorado, Ardent Mills provides the industry's broadest range of traditional and organic flours, whole grains, customized blends, and specialty products dedicated to providing the culinary industry with the next grains and unique plant-based ingredients. I love Ardent Mills, and I know you will too. To bake the best, you must use the best. Learn more at ardentmills.com. All right, back to the uh, second annual Backyard Barbecue competition. But right now, let me tell you about Jeff Rourke and A-Plus Beverage Solutions. Wow! Went down to Beast and Brews yesterday. A hundred tap lines of delicious Colorado craft beers and spirits. It's a truly an amazing setup. And Jeff Rourke made their dreams come true. Uh, tap installation is very important. And also maintenance. You need an A-Plus on your report card for the maintenance. Just get a hold of Jeff Rourke. Uh, easy to do. The, you know, temperature off. 
pouring beer with a lot of foam. There's so many variables, but Jeff Rourke's the expert. Leave it to the experts. Give them a call, 720-272-3809. If you're pouring inefficient beer, what are you doing? You're pouring Pouring your money money down down the drain. drain. Don't pour your money down the drain. Just get a hold of Jeff Rourke and A-Plus Beverage Solutions again. Write it down, 720-272-3809. It's Jeff Rourke and A-Plus Beverage Solutions. Hey, this is Brother Luck from Colorado Springs. All right, you ready? <laughs> Owner of 4 by Brother Luck and Lucky Dumpling. I mean, he's, he's a very, very impressive man. And you're rocking with the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. The Modern Eater Show. I want to throw Tony on just for a second. Zach, would you hand Tony a headset? We got a caller, Jim. We'll take Jim's call real quick. He's got a barbecue question for you, Tony. Jim, go ahead. What's up, Jim? Hello, Jim. You got that phone queued up back there? I do. Hey, Greg, are you there? Yes. Greg, Tony. Tony, this is Grasser. Oh, yeah. Jimmy Grasser, what's up, buddy? How's it going, my friend? Oh, Borowitz, man. Oh, with Borowitz walking around with you. Hey, hey, guys, I just wanted to tell you my hat's off to you. Uh, this, is a, this was a, 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 an awesome day. Uh, it was super, super fun to, to go down there and just watch the passion that these guys have. And it's, it's great, and you guys are at the center of it. So my hat's off to you. Great job, guys. Thank you, Jim. We we appreciate that. Hey, man, when I when I started in barbecue, you were one of the first guys I met, along with Jason Ganahl over here to my right and Eric Eric to my left. We appreciate that, man. I re, I respect you as a cook, and and thank you very much for coming today. Thank you. Yeah, buddy. Um, hey, all I was saying was that the <clears throat> I don't know how about you guys, but but you know when I'm at a competition, I can I can smell the the smoke, bad smoke. You can see the bad. At least I can see the bad smoke. With my own pit, I can tell if my temperature's off my pit temp just by the quality of the smoke coming out. So I'll punt that. That's what I was trying to explain to Greg. I'll punt that to you guys and, and, and get off your phone. So it was a pleasure. Cool. Great job, guys. Thanks, Jim. Appreciate you calling in, man. You're great job. I know now I, I know he walked around with Greg. Jim, you just said Jim, but yeah, Jimmy Grasser, 303 Barbecue. He cooks on a Jambo traditional offset built down in Texas. Great cook, great guy, uh, great customer of ours, and lucky enough to call him a friend. But I met that dude years ago through, sorry, Zach, uh, through Jason over here. So it's nice of him to, to support us and, and call in. So thanks. Thanks for the smoke tour, uh, Jim. That was pretty cool. And just to take the time, that uh, that meant a lot. Uh, joining the show now, here, here's, here's look at this lineup here of guys. Uh, let's go down the line. Just introduce yourself. This is fun. Hi, Jason at all, GQ Barbecue, Westminster, Colorado, and Lone Tree, Colorado. I'm Zach Johnson. I'm the Spice Guy. We sell spices all over the entire country. You are the Spice Guy. First one. It's <laughs> hot over here sitting next to him. It's spicy. <laughs> Sir? Eric Koss, Burnt Up Barbecue, and we're uh, primarily online to competitive barbecue. Uh-huh. Line of uh, sauces and dry rubs, along with uh, grill candy, which is our kind of premier product. Grill candy. Yeah. Oh, I got it. Did you bring some over? Yeah, you know, I don't. Somebody, I'm sure, around here has a bottle of grill candy <laughs> so bring hanging over out. The grill right, candy. Yeah, bring it on. Let's check it out. Um, Jason, first of all, your um, demo that you did today, you're good. Oh, thank you, brother. <laughs> that, I appreciate you that. You must do a lot of those. Uh, I'm constantly reprimanding my children in my house, so I have a lot of practice. <laughs> <laughs> it starts with the kids at home. Your demo, uh, and I think we actually streamed that. Didn't we stream Jason's demo? Yeah, you can. Yeah. if you scroll down on the Modern Eater Facebook page, you'll see Jason's demo. Uh, that was What did you demo? We did uh, lobster tails. 
uh, garlic butter, a little bit. I think we had some lemon in there. We had some uh, rub, GQ rub in there. And I, I got lucky enough to have a couple of bites, and they were absolutely fantastic. They were delicious. And, Jason, so that's got to be hard, doing lobster on a barbecue. I mean, temperatures crucial with lobster. It could get it rubbery quick. Yeah, it is. You're right. You're exactly right. And that that's, I have a YouTube channel and it's actually the second most watched video on my YouTube channel. We're closing in, I think, 800,000 views on that particular video. And all I try to do is teach people that we're here today, people just getting into this kind of stuff, people who want to impress their family, people who want to impress their friends with good good food, that you can do it. If I can do it, I'm not a professionally trained chef. I didn't go to chef school. I don't have a huge culinary background at all. But if I can do it, you can do it too. And I just try to teach them and show them how to do it too in very simple steps. Making barbecue approachable. That's it. It's I easy. Like that, it's not Jason. complicated. It's not rocket science. And, and Zach, you, you always tell me I kill with the barbecue guys. Kill with them. <laughs> you Love do. Them. So what's up with that? Well, barbecue is just one of those things like you're sitting, you're definitely putting seasoning on it, mm-hmm. whether that's just salt and pepper or whether you want to go a little bit more uh, in depth. J- some of Jason's rubs are 10, 11 ingredients in them. Mm-hmm. Uh, same with Eric. So for us, that's huge. And then they're cooking so much of the same exact thing. We love working with them because it's a box of stuff every few days and we're cruising and going. And for them, it's super convenient. And for us, it's super convenient also because we're not delivering 15 things to their restaurant. We're delivering one box. Mm -hmm. uh, And they're just using that all week, which is a pretty easy solution for us. So what are some of your partners that you work with right now? Uh, Well, we just signed Hanks on. Uh, We'll be working with Smoke here pretty soon. Um, We've done a couple things with Jason. We do all the Proud Souls barbecue stuff. Um, And then... In the mountains, we've been doing Arapaho Cafe. Those guys have been taking hardware home at the Frisco Barbecue for, I think, 10-plus years. Uh, Doug Pearson up there crushes. He's like a Colorado barbecue legend. Um, You're running a Facebook ad right now, sponsored ad. I think it's cool, but you said something like, these are back in stock. What's back in stock? Do you even know the ad I'm talking about? Yeah, of course totally. You do. You do not know. Yeah, you want no, me to no. shut the <laughs> Yeah, no, no. We no, me we, off, Zach. No, no. We are we're running ads right now, saying everything's back in stock. Uh, as the warmer weather approaches, we see a huge influx in business mm-hmm. uh, from our e-commerce site, particularly. So at the moment, yeah, just getting something out there to remind everybody: Hey, we're still here. Mm-hmm. We still exist. We're the company that you loved last year. Don't forget over the winter, because um, I think I've told you before, our e-commerce business is heavily built around the grill. Because we've at every event that we've gone to to sell stuff, we've grilled. So people have associated our brand with grilling. Uh, we'd love to get a, more into their kitchen for the entire year, but at the moment we're their go-to grill spice line. So we'll take what we can get. But nothing so, wrong with that. And looking for more, right? Always. Yeah. And, always. and Zach, we've been talking today a lot about competitive barbecue. If there's anybody that knows the profile and the change and what's evolving, what the next is going to be in barbecue, what are you seeing? From 2017, 2018, into 2019. Now, wait a minute. All the great questions come yeah. from that. was a really good question. Yeah, that was a great question. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm curious as it. a competitor. I think profile is something that's been, it's been built up, right? We, we went through this crazy phase maybe 10 years ago of, oh, my gosh, look at all these ingredients that we can finally have or that have come to America. And we sort of played all those out as far as we could took like all the extremes you could possibly take with all the weird stuff and now we're landing back and i think it's it's coming back and everything right now is going like how can i make this more healthy how can i make this more local how can i make this more x fill in the blank right how can i have it keto what is my diet restriction 
Um, so things are things are moving back to a more simple approach, I think, right now. It's just, and that's totally great. It's a salt and pepper approach is coming back in style as these diets come, because people are having so much trouble finding all the accoutrements to go with, like, say, a keto or whatever diet they're having, that now they're saying, like, okay, well, like, let me dumb down the seasoning part of it, and I'm either going to get a keto seasoning or I'm just going to use salt and pepper. I think we're sourcing better meats, too. 100%. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I think a lot of the time when you find a delicious cut or what, you want it to speak for itself, um, truly. You brought Here it is, right? Uh, grill candy. Grill candy. This is Show, put the hand yeah. Push that up to the uh, camera there, yeah. Talk about that for a minute. So grill candy, uh, it's a barbecue finishing glaze. It's actually a pretty universal mm -hmm. product. Um, but what we find is it offers an ability to either cut it into a sauce or spritz it on just for an appearance, a little bit of a mm. sheen. You want the moisture. You do. And, it, and precisely, it, it does. It helps your pork not dry out as fast. Uh -huh. Or at least if it does, it's going to leave a little bit of a sheen. Yeah. And, and that helps from a presentation standpoint when we're competing. That's what we designed it for. Uh, but what we're finding is people are cutting it into their whiskey. Um, they're using it for uh, <laughs> different uh, yeah, right? <laughs> you know, and you know you can't make some of those things up. We're doing get, shots uh, of that, right? Oh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you're saying they're making like a whiskey? Uh, what would you call it? A whiskey, whiskey sour candy. or a whiskey candy? <laughs> I, I would go with the candied whiskey. Um, not as big of a, a whiskey drinker myself. I'm curious to see. How can people get a hold of that? that? So right now we do have it down at Tony's shop, Proud Souls. Uh, we sell it online. There's a couple of boutique shops. What's in the, the website? Denver area, burntoutbarbecue.com. And, um, yeah, you can also get it on Amazon. Uh, we've got a two-pack special out there. Uh, so people the can have it uh, shipped in two days, right? Dave, I want to comment. What's more impressive than this grill candy right here, which is excellent, I've used it before on pork and stuff, is his physique. This is the modern-age barbecue guy right here. <laughs> right. Yeah. This, is, this guy looks great, and he's, a, he's, he's the competent meat eater right here. And this is what I, I appreciate more than his actual products himself. I was asking you know, this question. To, is, are the meat sweats real? <laughs> if you overeat, yeah, yeah. Or else a meat sweat could be, you know, you just I go after and you, you get a workout in after all that protein, right? Yeah. Um, so whatever you want to call it. One of the things you talk about, the quality of meat, uh -huh. um, I always, it really resonates to me as pork, right? Mm -hmm. So if you think about heritage pork and the commodity pork and how that has evolved, and I, I, I don't know if this is accurate or not, but they say the U.S. government intervened in the pork supply and cut down on the fats because they attributed it to obesity. But yet now it comes back online and you're eating things, you know, Berkshire and Duroc. Mm -hmm. uh, I bring my kids to the zoo, right? And this is one good story. It's, you know, you see a pink pig, that's commodity. You see the red pig, that's Duroc. You see the black pig, that's Berkshire. And, and how all the, the meat supplies have evolved. And what we use in competitive barbecue, you know, if you cook up Berkshire, you're talking extreme profile. It smells like bacon as you cook, you know, really good uh, pork. Um, obviously, that's going to be way extreme for the judges and their profile, what they're expecting mm -hmm. to taste. How do you cut it in the middle? Uh, but use something that's actually good. Um, sourced from, you know, a real farm source for people that actually care about what they're cooking. Uh, it's pretty neat. Do you guys have preferences of, of who you work with? Can we do that? Take a break, come back. We'll talk about some sourcing. Yeah. I love that conversation, especially here locally. We have a lot of good ideas of Folks yes, that we, we, we love to source from, too. All right. Again, uh, from the Gothic Theater, just outside in the parking lot. They wouldn't let us inside. That's all right. <laughs> uh, it is, uh, you know, a spring afternoon in the Mile High City. The sun's going to be going down. Jeff Jabotti's on deck. I, I think he would have taken off a little while ago if his truck would have gotten out. But no, you're around. 
Jeff Jabot. All right, we want to get him on the show, too. 7 o'clock, that's when the award ceremony on the inside. So hopefully we'll be able to pull out some of those award winners and uh, talk to them about what, what they did to uh, set themselves apart. Zach, you were a judge, right? Can you sure give us, yeah. yeah? Can you give us a little hint? You don't know. You just know. Well, what everything number was done by numbers. Yeah. So you know what number? Because I remember what number we are. <laughs> you did tell me what number you were before. I did not. It's, that so it's double it's judging. It's, it's double so blind judging. From yep. our number. Yep. Oh, that hundred dollars I'm keeping though. <laughs> <laughs> just uh, that's a Zach Johnston right there. Of course you would. <laughs> All right. Well, all's well in the world. We'll come right back. Take a break right now. And what do you think, Brian? We'll do in the kitchen next, right? In the uh, parking lot. I like that with, with Jeff. With Jeff? Jeff? No, Jeff not yet. Jeff's yeah. coming on at 7. Oh, okay. We're going to continue with I, I want to taste. He's got some brisket, man. He's holding out on me. Is he's, he has the brisket? He says he's got a little brisket. He's holding out. All right. We're going to break and do that. Come back uh, live on Facebook as well. Right, uh, looks like you're talking to people on the Facebook there, huh, Richie? I know. He's asking <laughs> us questions. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> All right. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Choose your path through Cyberland. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram and Facebook for all the fun photos and videos. Just search The Modern Eater or check out the website, themoderneater.com. Hey, it's Peter Allman with South River Aquaponics. As a chef and aquaponics farmer, I get the importance of conserving our limited water supply. Did you know Colorado is suffering from the most severe drought since 2012? Water shortages are very real, especially to Colorado farmers. Now here's the good news. Aquaponic farming uses 90% less water than traditional farming, while producing four and a half times more food per square foot. Using traditional farming techniques, farmers would flood their fields with large quantities of water, leaving much of this water underutilized and just plain wasted. But because aquaponics is a recirculating system, the only water used is what the plants uptake and some very minor evaporation. South River Aquaponics has been running a 55,000-gallon system year-round for four years, and we use less than 500 gallons of water per day. Education is very important to us here at South River Aquaponics. I invite you to learn more about aquaponics at southriveraquaponics.com. South River Aquaponics, the future of farming. Hey, Colorado. This is Brian Freeman, owner of Growers Organic and a host on the Modern Eater Talk Show. Growers Organic is a Colorado sourcing company who provides Colorado's greatest chefs with the best organic produce. I've been partnering with local and regional farms for the last 20 years, and our returning customers know they can count on us over and over again. Chefs who receive the highest rating on Good Food 100 choose Growers Organic for their organic produce needs because we're experts at bridging the gap between the farm and the table. Join us in the organic revolution and go organic with Growers Organic. Look us up online at growersorganic.com. This is the Modern Eater Show. That's right, boy! And now it's time for In the Kitchen. How am I supposed to keep on feeding you? Kill people? Brought to you by Proud Souls Barbecue and Provisions. Award-winning competition cooks and purveyors of specialty barbecue supplies right here in Denver, Colorado. ProudSoulsBBQ.com Feed me all night long. Can you do anything all night long? Depends on what you're asking. (laughs) (laughs) All night long. That's a big commitment right there, but we'll do that. We'll do barbecue all night long. Uh, Greg Hollenbach, Brian Freeman. We'll talk a little bit about our road trip uh, in the next hour. You're going to be hearing a lot about our 2019 road trip, but in the meantime and in between time, back to the show. And it's all about Proud Souls Barbecue and Provisions. It's their second annual back. Backyard rib competition, Brian. <laughs> backyard barbecue. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> it's a backyard barbecue competition, second annual. 
at the Gothic Theater here on South Broadway. Right. We're having a great time. There's a great group of people out here. And do you always feel like you pick the wrong day to start eating different when this something like this brisket's sitting in front of you? You're like, why? Why? Why today why did I say I was going to do something different? Because I'm not going to do anything different. I'm going to chow down on that brisket. Yeah. Do something different tomorrow. Yeah, exactly. There'll be, some, there'll be time always for that tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the Spice Guys, Zach Johnston, rejoins with us. But now here's uh, and this is a fan favorite. We love this guy. Chef Jeff Jabot, um, back in town. We love to have you here. You were in a New York for a little stint. Mm-hmm. And uh, you got Tony over here. This is just one big family. And, and uh, Jeff Jabot, welcome back to the Modern Eater Show. Thanks, buddy. It's good to be here. Uh, good to see you, Chef. You kind of uh, where you you pinch and hold yourself into just barbecue guy, right? Yeah, but I can do anything. I know you can. <laughs> I've seen it. I just it. really love barbecue. Yeah, I know it. I uh, built this body by barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> you're actually you're looking uh, pretty svelte these days. I'm getting there. I'm you're getting looking there. good, my friend. You brought over a brisket. Yeah, I figured you were hungry since you're you never get to eat on your show. Well, so listen. I dabble but that looks delicious yeah. <laughs> open that up and start talking something? to talking about it i might cut my finger off talking at the same look time at the juice just running out of it already look at that oh so that I looks f- so good folks if you're if you're at home and you're not watching facebook i encourage you to get on it now because you were missing out on i mean the smell vision you you turn that on right greg smell-o-vision on our facebook channel little smell vision can you smell that i mean it's just awesome and this guy jeff Jeff Dubot over at Sugarfire. Yeah. I mean, tell us a little bit about that. Sugarfire is a really fun concept from uh, St. Louis originally. Uh, our first location in uh, Denver is in Westminster, and we're planning on expanding this next year. So um, it's, uh, you know, we have traditional barbecue, but it's also very chef-driven, which is why I was drawn to it. Um, you know, our, our founding founding father of the, of the restaurant, Mike Johnson, is a, is a classically trained chef and fell into barbecue and... You know, now it's now it's all in our blood. So. I can't stop watching you cut this here on the <laughs> It's mesmerizing, it, isn't it? It looks delicious. I'll tell you, I actually so Zach, you see pictures, you know, all the, all obviously all the time, food yep. pictures with barbecue. So the brisket, I always see them lay it over their finger, you know, so yeah. it's bent over and they show that to the camera. I said, you know, is there a me- yeah? There it is. <laughs> that's it. that's the picture. What are, what are you showing when you do that? That's just the bend of the brisket. Yeah. It's still holding together. It's not overcooked. Overcooked's going to fall apart. So when they when they actually judge it, they judge by the pull. So it should just tear nicely. They pick it up and it falls apart. It's overcooked. He's got a pretty smoke ring on his too. Yeah. Yeah, you uh, roll with quite the smoker there, Jeff. Yeah, we have a few of those. Yeah, well, I like your traveling. Uh, you know, you're one that's as big as uh, some people's houses in New York. You know, I've got a. It was either a studio apartment in New York, or it was Jeff's trailer that I could drive around the country and eat all the time. The best part, you know, one month of rent pays for one of those. Exactly. <laughs> that's, so not, that's not true. Who are we? I'm taking the trailer. We need to get somebody <laughs> to taste that. Your wife's. Taste your barbecue every single day. I, I will. I will sacrifice, Greg. I will, I will. I will do it. I mean. Oh wait, there's little Rich. What is oh, little, Rich? little Rich? Rich has got two hands Come waiting on. for waiting for a little brisket yeah. over Come there. Come on over here, little Rich. Two hands and no tortillas. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Although we use his tortillas on our special today, so it's fantastic. So also, uh, we talk about Sugar Fire. You've set up a little shop in Littleton at Rocker Spirits. Yeah, we're right there. Actually, we're there right now. So, um, yeah, we do a, kind of an appetizer menu there, a little bit different from the restaurant, um, you know, to support Dustin and, and what he's got going on. 
and uh, give some good alternative uh, food there in Old Town Littleton. So, excuse me, you're um, mixing it up too. You're creating actually a little different menu for him. Yeah, exactly. So it's it's primarily appetizer based, uh -huh. shareable, you know, small bites, that kind of stuff. So, um, you know, again, we get we get to be we get to be very creative with Sugar Fire. So. Does Sugar Fire work with Zach? No, not yet. Not hey, yet. Put it on the spreadsheet. Um, and, and these are the relationships. True, when when you look around and, and you see these competition uh, cooks, yeah. you want to be in the competition, don't you? Yeah, I mean, I I like supporting them, and um, occasionally I join in. I might, I might do a couple comps this year. But I really liked your comment when I walked up to you today. What'd you say? You're, you're the one making money today. You're like, hey, <laughs> I'm letting these guys enter the competition today. I've got a booth back here. I'm actually making some money today, yeah, it's Brian. It's true. It's true. Although the prizes on this thing were amazing. I mean, were they? I, yeah. Oh, yeah. Grills, um, uh, custom cutting boards, gift cards. I mean, it, it was a solid, solid uh, uh, group of prizes for this thing. Well, it's exciting because I think in the next five minutes, we're going to find out who has taken home the ring today. It's not me, I can tell you that. <laughs> you know, I'd be nervous if I thought we had a chance. But I don't think we had a chance. I mean, there were some great cooks here There's some today. great cooks here, yeah. But, you know, is it is it subjective at all? I mean, to some degree. I mean, our table, because uh, I judged uh, this event, our table had some really – you were on the table. Yep. Yeah, we had some really good ribs on our table. A couple other tables I heard struggled a little bit. But, I mean, I was really impressed with what was in front of me. What were you looking for? So I look for, you know, the tenderness, obviously. Um, I look for a nice flavor profile that, that's sweet with a little bit of heat, um, a well-trimmed, well-cooked ri um, uh, rib, you know, something that um, doesn't just fall out, uh, off the bone, something that you can bite into and, and get, a, get a nice chew but not be too tight. So it, it, that, that window is, can be less than five minutes for that rib to become perfect. And depending on when that gets pulled, it, it might not be quite right. So Man. It's a, it's a, ribs are one of the toughest ones. Well, I was going to ask, is there a heat element, meaning the temp, does the whole thing have to be at a certain temp, or is it, is that like out the window? You're not sticking it in? I mean, inherently, you're going to have a little on the colder side when it hits the judge's table. But I think they did a great job today with, you know, just using foil as the garnish, because everything I tasted was, let's, was at least warm. Let's take a break, come back to the second hour, and again, the uh, next hour, we'll have the uh, winners of the uh, Backyard Rib Competition here at Gothic Theater. We'll continue, we'll take that break, and we'll come back. It's um, a beautiful night out here. I'm having a fun time, and uh, thank you so much for joining us. Okay, we'll be right back in a flash. This is the Modern Eater Show right here on iHeartRadio. How about a bite to eat? It's time for the second course, hour number two of the Modern Eater. What are you hungry for? Here's to a meal we're all here for. Delicious and tasty. Now we're getting to the good stuff. With your hosts, Greg Hollenbeck, Jay Parker, and Brian Freeman. Oh, yeah, you better believe it. Here we go, the Modern Eater Show, the second hour, firing up from the Gothic Theater. Man, that open is loud. Can you pop that down a little bit, Jared? Where is Jared back at the studio? All right, we'll just continue with a loud open in my ear. All right, Greg Hollenbach, Jay Parker, Brian Freeman, here we are. We're, all, we're uh, at the uh, second annual Backyard Rib Competition brought to you by Proud Souls and at the Gothic Theater. And thank you so much for hosting us as we continue. Uh, Zach's here at the Spice Guy and um, Jeff Jabot from Sugar Fire as we continue. You guys like road trips? Absolutely. We're about to head out on our second road trip. Last year was such a fun road that's, trip. That's an invite. 
Yeah, yeah. yeah we're going. Yeah, that's yeah, we're actually, going we do exactly. have an invite this year. We actually year. need yeah. your trailer. <laughs> exactly. All that. Yeah. <laughs> it wouldn't be a bad idea because we're going to be celebrating the summer solstice right in Paonia, Colorado at Big B's Delicious Orchards. And they've got a stage there. We're going to get a band. It is going to be one good time. So I'm cooking for it then. If you want. Sure. You can come down. Yeah. Do you know where Hotchkiss Paonia is? No. Not even close. He also said he was going to donate all the food. You go to I-70 and you just go left. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> He's out. He's out. So here, here you want you guys want to hear our circle? This is what we're going to do. We're going to head out on uh, Saturday evening from the kitchen. So we'll do a show at the kitchen Saturday evening, the 15th of June. Um, the next day, we will be in Colorado Springs. So we're going to visit a lot of friends down there, actually. Uh, we'll go see Brother Luck. We'll go see Rocky Mountain Organic Farms. We'll go see uh, Distillery 291. We'll probably go have brunch at Beast and Brews. And then the following day, on Monday, we'll be in Lamar, Colorado to uh, Sunflower Country. Colorado Mills will do a little tour there. And then there's a couple of cool, there's uh, the Ulins with the Cattle Ranch Bar UC. Uh, Cattle Ranch. Right there, yeah, right there. Bar UC. So, and then we'll head on into Salida on Tuesday. So, Tuesday we'll be in Salida. There's a great rabbit farm up there that mm. we like. It's called um, Our Lady of the River. And, um, or Jefferson. Uh, no, she no. renamed it. Oh, she renamed it. Okay. That's why I just said it. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> Our Lady of the River Farm or Jefferson Farms, like Brian said. So we'll be in Salida, and we're actually going to stop by a couple of farms in that area in Salida. Then we're going to book down to Swatch, right? Yeah, we're going to go to Swatch, and we're going to see our friend the Trout trout Farmer. Kermit Krantz, right. Kermit uh, Frontier Trout Ranch. And Kermit, boy, we had some of that delicious trout at Beasts and Brews yesterday. Um, and then we'll see McCracken, right? <laughs> At a yes, at, at, yeah, at uh, Tom McCracken, right there off of he's in the uh, Sangre de Cristo mountain range, right there in the the uh, Santa Isabel National Forest, and that he's got a Terra farm there, and that's an incredible little farm. He's, he's completely off, off the, the grid. grid. Yes, he is. It that's is super I, that's cool. How I want to live. Oh man, he's living the life. You know, he's got he's got a house in Crestone, but then he's got his like getaway and he forty can, acres. He, he truly <laughs> controls organic. Yeah, where he's at. And then we'll we'll head down to Durango, and we're going to do another live show. Every night we're going to do a live show. Uh, pretty ambitious, but we pulled it off last year, kind of. Uh, this year we're a little more regimented. We'll be down in Durango doing a, a broadcast. From wait, from, wait, from what brewery? A cool brewery right there. Ska, Ska Brewing, Brewing Company. One of my favorite, and we have a, a friend of mine that I went to high school with, uh, Jay Lum. He's got his... Uh, Lazy J Ranch. Lazy J, and he raises, uh, what does he raise? Lambs? Yeah, Little lammers? Yeah, yeah, he has all kinds of good stuff there. We'll catch up with Jay Lum. And then that's where Thursday we're going to take off and go to uh, Hotchkiss and Paonia. And that's where we're going to invite, and you, everybody will get an invite, but we're going to just bring the whole Modern Eater family up for Friday night, the summer solstice party, cookout, camping. It's going to be a fun time. And then we had uh, Saturday, we're going to head on into Palisade. Yep, we're going to go to Palisade. Our friends at Field to Fork, Jessica and Scott. Doesn't that make you exhausted, that whole trip? 
I'm right impressed there. you knew it by heart. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, we just started talking about speak. it this morning, so oh, he's got yeah. a really good memory. Okay. <laughs> and, and then uh, Palisade is really cool. Uh, that country, I mean, obviously very well known for peaches, right? But the cherries that are there, the uh, Field to Fork Farm they have. I mean, you can run down the list, Brian. Yeah. Oh, it's insane what Field to Fork has been doing because they, you know, this is just two little farmers that came, originally came from Lake Illinois, went out to California, learned farming. Um, I mean, they, he'd been learning it all along, him and Jessica. Um, but then they came to Colorado, and they're doing some impressive stuff, which normally doesn't really they, – they've been ambitious. They came off their first couple years with artichokes and things that we're not seeing a lot out of Colorado. Um, they, they do uh, baby greens for me year-round out of their greenhouse, which is really cool. And just their they, – they've got an incredible CSA. They've, they're going to have all kinds of bush berries. So they've got – you know, they're growing. There's a brewer there. Um, I, I believe in Glenwood Springs, who's a nationally acclaimed brewer, they grow all the fruit for his fruit beers cool. every year. Um, and it's sort of a cool thing because they come off with several thousand pounds of, like, raspberries and different bushberries. And uh, they have fun, though. Those those two, I mean, they're just the nicest people. We're trying to talk them into letting us have a big dinner there Yeah, that, that Saturday, Saturday night, night while we'll we do, do the show. show there as well. What's really interesting, and as you get to know these farmers and you think – well, you know, they don't want to talk to anybody. Very friendly. They they really want to talk about it, tell their story of what they're doing with farming. And you see kind of the setup and and living very simple lives, a couple of kids running around the yard. And I go, you know, either these, I think they've lost their mind. You, and then I go, no, I think they figured it out. Mm. They figured out that, you know, they're controlling well, their earth and what they're putting into the earth and, and yielding. And a lot of them believe in the full circle from, from ground back to ground with the composting as well. And it, truly, when you get into the agricultural part of Colorado, it's truly amazing because you run the whole gamut. I mean, you go potato country to peach country to the you know ranching out in the uh, eastern plains and uh, sunflowers. But Colorado is an extraordinary place for agriculture. Well, and Greg, even the way they're growing, because you've got guys all the way from the aquaponics and the hydroponics to someone like Scott at Field to Fork, where he is die-hard soil. soil guy. And and it's not farming to him unless it's die-hard soil. And, you know, he also sits on a big water conservation panel because that's one thing in Colorado we've got to pay attention to. We don't Our resources aren't unlimited. A lot of people get our water Unfortunately, what a lot of people don't know is most of our water is goes out of the state, um, and you know, and, and feeding golf courses downstream, um, which is a darn shame because the product that we can grow here. You know, I was just down in Pueblo, and it's sad talking to some of those farmers because they're selling their water rights because no one wants to farm anymore, so they're selling their water back to the state, um, and it's amazing. They get you know ten ten to twelve thousand dollars a share, and with a you know a farmer that's you know in his sixties seventies, and all of a sudden. I, you know, my 200 shares of water is worth way more than I've ever made farming. Why don't just sell the water? But the sad thing is, is the land goes barren. Um, and so we're having, a, I mean, we're, I think we're having a resurgence with agriculture back in Colorado. I think that there's a lot of people that are really wanting to get in it from a younger, you know, a younger generation that we need desperately getting into it. I mean, I think there's a lot of professions like that where, you know, I've, I've heard stories that we're going to, the average age of an electrician or a plumber is, is pushing over 60 right now. And so there's a lot of things out there that are that people have forgotten to do, and it's it's really what I loved hearing you talk about was how it's coming back around to the basics and to where what we used to do, 
a long time ago with barbecue is actually getting in vogue again. And, you know, people are getting away from... I mean, that's an interesting point, too. And when we see the, the dichotomy between, um, which this blows my mind, conventional farmers versus non-conventional farmers, and that actually conventional is the way that you don't want to do things. Yeah. <laughs> and non-conventional is organic farming, and there's organic practices, but there's also getting that certified organic land, which is a whole nother ball of wax altogether. But, but you see, uh, you know, what's more interesting than seeing some of the disputes between an organic farm next to a non-organic farm and it's, it, well, you remember last year on our road trip, we got dumped right in the middle of the Hatfields few. and McCoys. <laughs> I mean, it was nuts. We went to a small little organic farmer that was doing an open pollination, um, which is a, a different practice of farming. Um, and he was a little 40-acre farm surrounded by Bye. 1,500 acres of a conventional farm. And... Um, and they were the Hatfields and McCoys, man. They did yeah. not get along. They fought. They'd call the police on each yeah. other. His pesticide, the plane is sweeping too closely to, to my property. To my, and yeah. The pesticides are coming over. And, and, and it's a really interesting dynamic. But I really hope that the same thing happens, um, that we go full circle again as far as um, go, make conventional organic farming. Yeah. Again. I, I Well, and it's just, you know, listen, folks, the, the deal is, is, we just don't need to be polluting the planet the way we are because the reality is is when we can't you go to places in Texas or in uh, Kansas that are so mineral deplete they can't grow anything at all on the land unless they're giving it synthetic fertilizers anything that, that's, a that, guys? that's a problem that's a problem it's incredible i mean i think i told you the first time we met our, the farm that grows our garlic and onion is a 4,000 acre farm that only grows on the inside 250 square acres. Have you told this story to Brian? Yeah, he's heard Oh, it. yeah, we've yeah. talked about this. This uh, is awesome. Talk about that just real quick, the, the garlic farming. So the garlic for us is a really cool product. It's one of the only uh, non-GMO garlics in the entire world. Uh, there's an organic version of it as well that we sell. What, what is cool about it is it's an eight-year process, and it, it lives its first three years of life in a Petri dish in, the, in a science lab. Uh, and that's so that the, the manufacturer can protect all their rights with this particular piece of garlic. So they are the, they're the seed stock, and they're the grower as well. So the cool thing about this product is you're, you're starting it here in California, in the Central Valley of California. It's making its way uh, to the east coast of California living on a farm for two to three years growing up and then being uprooted again and planted along the coast for its final season. And the, cra the, the, in the incredible thing about that is, for one, uh, almost no spices in the world are certified GMO-free. These ones are. And almost no spices in the world that are of any quality have been organic yet, and this is something we've talked about a lot. Um, or People are just so happy to buy you know, degrade organic vegetables and use them fresh so that they can say their menu is organic, that a lot of those organic spices never make it to, or a lot of those organic vegetables never make it to spice format. Um, so this one is specifically grown just for spices. So I, I took a pallet yesterday on Friday and it was grown on 420 or it was manufactured on 420. So of this year. So we're getting incredibly fresh garlic that you know, it had an eight-year lifespan before it got to us, but before 30 days, we've taken it over, and we're going to turn that pallet in about 12 days. And you thought that garlic cool. was just garlic. Yeah. It's I not. Mean, yeah, that's an incredible part. Yeah. All for $3 a pound. 
Wow. It's crazy. That I know. Crazy. Well, and that's the other thing is, is some people don't have any idea. And you and I, Zach, talked about this is some chefs don't get the fact that sometimes the ingredient that they're using, the cost is actually so cheap in the dish. And to use a better quality, they don't know. Just because it might be $10, $20 more, the reality is, is when it comes down to the unit metrics in the dish, it could yeah. be 15 to 20 cents. A cost per plate is something we shake our heads about often in our business because, you know, people want to split hairs over, you know, it's, it's $3 less for this jar. Uh, it's an 80-ounce jar, so five pounds. And you're just thinking, <laughs> you're going to waste more than $3 of that putting it, you know, sprinkling that salt over that steak. You're going to waste more than you're actually using. Oh, I think the... We got judging. some winners? Yeah. yeah. Uh, we're going we're gonna to take a break so we can come back. We've got winners here with us right now, and uh, that's w w what we're here for. And <laughs> this is so mm -hmm. cool. Um, but w talk about that road trip. We tie that all up when we come back and we source all of those great products. We bring them back to Denver, Colorado, into Studio Kitchen, Colorado. And starting June, I'm sorry, July 2nd through the 20th of August, it's eight consecutive Tuesdays in a row. We'll do the summer dinner series with top chefs in Denver that get to play with these fine ingredients, and it'll be open to you, so I can't wait for this summer to begin. And it begins right now with this barbecue competition, second annual backyard barbecue competition right here from the Gothic Theater, brought to you by Proud Souls. We'll come back, we'll take a break, and we'll get uh, three of the winners, the top three placers uh, in the uh, rib competition. We'll talk to them next. Thank you, Jeff Jabot. Thanks for having me on. Thank you, Chef. Thank you. My belly Thank thanks you twice as much. You want to stick around? Sure, yeah. <laughs> I, have to. I know. Do, do I feel bad if it. I eat half of it by myself? No, uh, no. No. Take it home. Take it home. Winners are coming up next. Stick around for it and uh, check it out on Facebook Live as well. Take that break. Come right back. You're listening to the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Choose your path through Cyberland. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram and Facebook for all the fun photos and videos. Just search The Modern Eater or check out the website, themoderneater.com. If you've got a business and need a website or need a graphic designer, F. Johnson Design does it all. Take the headache out of trying to build your own website or design graphics. Who has time for that? F. Johnson Design will get you up and running with a professional and great-looking website. Design sharp graphics to your specifications and have your site up faster than you think. Logo, package design, SEO coding, and more. F. Johnson Design did the Modern Eater's website. Go to themoderneater.com to check out some of their work. Reach out to F. Johnson design at fjohnsondesign.com. Hey, it's Chef Elon Wenzel, owner of Element Knife Company. If you cook, then you'll know the importance of a quality knife and proper care. My training in Japan exposed me to exceptional cutlery. That's why I am so excited to offer you the knives I fell in love with. Element Knife Company is chef-driven, and my goal is to support and educate. Get at me for a knife clinic or conversation. Find me at elementknife.com or by simply calling 303 460 4628. For the best knives in your kitchen, think Element Knife Company. You know, Belgian-style beers are getting more and more popular, for good reason. And while a lot of breweries make the odd Belgian beer or two, Brews Beers in Denver does all Belgian-style beers. I'm Charlie Gottenkenny, brewmaster, and we do badass Belgian-style beers like nobody else. From the classics to creative Belgian-inspired styles, we have 15 on tap in our big tasting room and patio. Handcrafted wit beers, blondes, ambers, and saisons. High-octane doubles, triples, and quads. Plus sours, barrel-aged beers, and special rare bottle releases. We have food trucks every day, plus a bistro next door. 
and your dog is welcome. Check us out at brewsbeers.com. Bruce Beers, spelled B-R-U-Z, 1675 West 67th Avenue in North Denver. Your best choice for Belgian-style badassery. Can I pour you one? Hi, everybody. This is Chef Carrie Baird from Bardo here in Denver. <laughs> Ooh, okay. That sounds good. <laughs> and you are listening to The Modern Eater on iHeartRadio. Okay, back at it. We've got some winners here in front of us. This is really cool. Um, backyard, second annual backyard rib competition brought to you by Proud Souls. And as we continue, Greg Hollenbach and Brian Freeman, Jay Parker doing great work. We got Shannon Scott here with us today. Zach Johnston, uh, you did some judging as well today. Yeah, I was lucky enough to be a judge today. Tasted some great ribs, some great barbecue all around. Cheetos was in there somewhere. Yeah, so we, uh, so obviously, so Cheeto and myself, more Cheeto than myself. Uh, entered the rib competition. So I'm assuming because we have this gentleman sitting in front of us, we did not win. <laughs> What's your name, sir? Matt Thomas. Hi, Matt. Matt, tell you. us, where are you just a backyard chef or are you, uh, you have your own place? No, I don't have my own place. I'm not even hardly a chef. So not yet. Just a backyard guy with a patio. And a passion. And a couple of smokers. So. And a passion. Yeah. Nice. And a passion. Uh, what'd, you, what'd you go away with today? So I got first place in ribs. That's crazy. Congratulations, <laughs> right there, yeah. right there. And then apparently I also won third place in um, Anything Goes. No, so. you did not. Look yeah. at that. Congratulations. Isn't that nuts? Man. Congratulations. Yeah, well, and, and so what did you win for the first place? You want a new barbecue, a new yeah. sm- grill, a smoker? Yeah, a new smoker, a Traeger smoker, a Pro 34 or something. That's a huge gift. And then um, they got these uh, beautiful engraved um, cutting, cutting board. boards. Yeah. Nice. So. Really cool. Something to relish in for years. What did, Absolutely. What did you, you got to frame it? What did you enter into the any, anything goes category? I did pork belly burn ends, and they were um, finished with like a blueberry pomegranate sauce. So probably wouldn't win KCBS, but in an anything goes, I guess that's a, a little fruity, and it, it took it somehow pulled it off. So a dry or a wet rub on your on your ribs? Well, I did. Um, yeah, tell us what you did. Yeah, it's several layers. So I went with like a, a spicy layer to begin with. Um, and then I, I actually went with like a spicy apple um, kind of as a middle layer. Um, and then, you know, we smoked them for about 45 minutes or an hour. What um, were you cooking on? Um, I'd smoked them on the drum, gateway drum. And then I, once I wrapped them, I actually uh, switched it over to the uh, Silverback by Gorilla. What a show off. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's fantastic. Uh, that means a lot. And so I think that I don't think you get to defend your title. I think you come back next year as a judge. I think so. That'd be fun. Get to try other people's barbecue. I didn't really get to try anybody else's, so that should be fun. Is there any leftover of your ribs? I think somewhere. I wouldn't. Yeah, we're shaking our head. No. Yeah, you don't. <laughs> in his belly is in, what he's yeah, saying. In my belly. <laughs> you, in, right now they're cold. So is this your family? Yeah, uh, my whole family's here, my wife and four kids. Um, Brian Daywald helped me out and his son. Um, so th- there were, I guess, four of us here. My buddy Mike here, um, good dude. Yeah, do, me your out, um, do your speech. Before the competition. I'd so. like to thank, go ahead. I'd like to thank all the little people. <laughs> That's right. All these little people especially here. So, uh-huh. yeah, and then I've got uh, niece and her family and a um, bunch of friends, so I had a ton of support, which is really cool. That's a great way to win, to just be in front of people that I know. And, and you live here in Denver? Or yeah, I live here in Denver. Nice. Yep. This is probably the only time your kids will put you on their social media. 
Pretty much. I'm sure they're going to be embarrassed otherwise. So, Well, I think if you give out your address, we'll have a big party at your house tomorrow. You can do it all again. <laughs> Let's do it at somebody else's house, and I'm happy to do it. You got a, Look at that. You got a proud family, uh, truly proud souls. Look at that. Just showing that off. Jake, Jake's got the cutting board. Um, congratulations, my friend. I, I think that's a, quite the accomplishment, and, and to uh, clean up in both categories. I mean, wow. Just wow. Yeah, that's where I'm at with What it, do you do wow. now? Now you just get to go home tomorrow. You can do whatever you want to do. Yeah, probably not going to eat barbecue anytime soon. But uh. <laughs> you got a new grill to play with. New grill. Yeah, absolutely. I've got to get that thing smoking. So that's fantastic. So you didn't have one of those before at home or no? Well, I mean, I had, I've got a, I actually have an addiction to smokers. So I have a bunch. That'll be a nice showpiece. So He's a great customer for the Proud Souls guys. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, that's it. Like, keep them in business. Does that ever get you in trouble at home? You know, some guys have these uh, little things Maybe. that they like to uh, collect. It sounds like smokers are yours. Yeah. yeah, well, when my wife goes out of town and there's a new smoker, she doesn't find out for two weeks, and it's like, well, I can't take it back. So <laughs> That's a great plan. Yep. I like that. It's, it's, it's true. There could be uh, worse, worse habits. This is true. Sure. Yep. And, uh, wow, that's cool. You're going to have a what a good night for you. <laughs> Um, yeah, I'm not only thrilled, but totally surprised. So it's flattering. It's fun. But, uh, I mean, it was just a great day. So win or lose. Talk about the Proud Souls guys for a minute. Awesome guys. I, I mean, they're just, they are barbecue. To me, like Denver, this Denver scene of barbecue wouldn't be really complete without those guys. They've really put Denver barbecue on the map, and uh, they're, just, they're just good people. That's what's awesome about them. So. What's your favorite thing at the store? Um, all the rubs and seasonings. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. So it's the soft goods you that you're more excited about. I love yeah. That. Well, I mean, I can only, you can only have so many smokers, so, yeah. <laughs> you can never have enough spices. Is the, well, did that's he, the real takeaway. Did this he win anything from you? I'm sure. I hope he did. If not, he can come get some stuff at the store. Yeah. You're not, the spice guy? Yep. Yeah, so I, I love your stuff, actually. Thank you. Appreciate that. And I'm sure I'm supposed to say that, but that's actually true. It's unscripted for what it's worth. Yes. He paid you. What is it? The black With your money. You have like a black <laughs> mamba spice, or what is that black? Uh, it's a black magic black spice. Magic. I did. Black magic. So yes, I didn't use. I didn't use it today, mamba. but like I just love it on beef. It's fantastic. Yeah, uh, thank you. That was one that Tony came to me and said, uh, "Dude, whatever you want to do for steaks, make it happen." And I said, "Do you want it to be black?" And he laughed, and I brought him a black one, and I was, and he liked it. So hey, what are you gonna do? Well, I love using it at the studio because we cook it on that Everdure rotisserie. And I'll tell you, that black magic on chicken yeah. is just... Chicken, really? Yeah. We, we eat it almost every week in the studio. It's yeah, that's great. Awesome. And it just it pops really well. The black is like such a cool... Oh, thank you. Appreciate that. The black is so cool against any kind of light-colored anything. Uh, so, yeah, somebody's brought us over. Well, not somebody. Not just anybody. One of the few and proud employees of the Proud Souls team <laughs> has brought us over some of the Black Magic seasoning. So this is something that Cheeto's been using a lot on his truck. Uh, we've been using a ton of it at the shop. Everybody that's used it likes to take it home. Uh, awesome contrast on anything that's white, so chicken is wonderful with it, especially on that rotisserie. Then you do a, a light sauce over it, and it just looks really beautiful. You can show your friends that you actually do know what you're doing, even if you don't. That was the whole idea with it. And what gives it that black... Can you can you say or is that oh, some I, of the secret I totally sauce? Can say. No, it's a activated charcoal. Nice. So okay. what it is is uh, coconut skins that have just been burnt and burnt and burnt and burnt and burnt into this fine black uh, powder, uh, and that stuff goes everywhere as soon as you open any of the bags. 
So anybody that's used this knows that it'll turn your hands black, it'll turn your clothes black, but it, it gives an amazing taste to your food and that, that coconut piece of it adds a nice sweetness that you wouldn't otherwise get unless you had a sugar, for instance, in there. But it's a really nice way to naturally add some sweetness. It's interesting because there are uh, a lot of health benefits to activated charcoal as well. So it's neat that you're putting that in the food. Yeah, it's a, it was a, something we did, honestly, to be funny at first, and it caught on like wildfire. And now, and we didn't start the trend, but it's definitely trending. People are brushing their teeth with this stuff, so. Yep. All kinds of uses, man. I've, I've taken uh, activated charcoal m most of my life. If you go out and you get some bad food, or you, you, I, I found that, you know, I've got some charcoal pills at home. I'll throw them down. And I, it sets me straight, sets my stomach straight. So, yeah. yeah. Charcoal's a great. I, I'm impressed that you used it. I mean. Hey, thank you. I don't know if that says anything about me in your eyes or not. but it, No, it's a, good, it's a good thing, Zach. It's a good thing. I'm always impressed when I, what you've done with the Spice Guy and what you've, you know, where you came from and your, you know, your roots in Summit County of, you know, of really getting into the culinary scene and how it's just exploded for you. You know, congratulations at every level. Thank you very much. This is the guy you want to congratulate, though. Oh. Yes. The winner, the number one top dog of the Proud Souls Barbecue <laughs> Where, Competition Where's today. two and three? Here we go, right here. We got to bring him in. We got I two know, and you, three. You just bring the big winner right off the bat. Let's take a break. We'll come back, and we'll get uh, some other winners as well. But congratulations, Matt. Yeah, thank yeah. you. I Way to go that. on this. Great Way job, to go. Brother. Great job. I would collect your grill immediately. Absolutely. Get that smoker. <laughs> yeah, right, good right thing we now. have room in the truck. Is it here, Tony? That's you. <laughs> Add to the collection. He's your sort of test kitchen, isn't he, Tony? Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. you, you have one of those. Brand new Traeger on Craigslist tomorrow morning. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's laughing with a little... Ah, uh, not a bad idea. Not well, his wife might say, you bring one in, you got to give one away. <laughs> That's right. Okay, she let's might. take a break. Uh, congratulations. Very I appreciate that. Well Thank done. you so much. All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back again. The second annual Backyard Rib Competition brought to you by Proud Souls at the Gothic Theater. Thank you, the Gothic Theater, for uh, opening up the doors and welcoming us. They have also some bands playing tonight. I don't think it's too late. I think you can get down here also if you're in the Santa Fe Arts District. Um, there they are, Intrepid Sojourner Beer Project. They're friends of ours, and it's their two-year anniversary uh, that their doors have been open. So go support them as well. Nothing better as there's a rainbow and the sun sets on the Mile High City. Uh, it's a beautiful day in America, that's for sure. We'll take a break, and we'll come right back. It is the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Choose your path through Cyberland. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram and Facebook for all the fun photos and videos. Just search The Modern Eater or check out the website. TheModernEater.com. Hey, chef friends, it's Little Rich here from Rockalitas Tortillas. Rockalitas, known for hyper local, innovative, and healthy tortillas and chips, served by Colorado's top chefs, and that's why we only use Colorado Mills sunflower oil. If you too want to serve the healthiest, most vibrant tasting foods, you must use Colorado Mills. Colorado Mills is hyper local. Colorado-grown, cold-pressed in Lamar, Colorado. Whether you bake, fry, or saute, get your Colorado Mills today. Available through Shamrock, Growers Organic, and Don 
foods. For the best oil in the business, use Colorado Mills. Hey everyone, it's Colleen Ferreira with the Colorado Chefs Association. Are you ready to put your passion to work? Well, we train the future chefs of Colorado and we want you to join us. The Colorado Chefs Association is recruiting for our fall semester right now. Join our American Culinary Federation accredited cooking program. Work in a professional kitchen and get paid all while earning your sous chef certification. Email me at Colleen at acfcoloradochefs.org. I'd love to hear from you. Join our excitement and explore a new future. Do you have the goods? If you're looking for a neighborhood restaurant that features gluten-free menu items, stop by The Goods. Whether you're a vegetarian, vegan, gluten-free, or even a meat lover, they've got something for everyone. Do you love a great sandwich? How about wood oven roasted vegetables on multigrain bread with rosemary mayo and olives? Vegan and certified gluten-free. Or for the meat lover, try one of their most popular menu items, the Paleo Bowl. With house-smoked pork, wood oven roasted veggies, two sunny-side-up eggs, and Indonesian sambal sauce, it's delicious. As a friendly neighborhood restaurant featuring dinner, brunch, and full bar with two happy hours daily, they truly care about you, the customer, and desire to provide an extraordinary dining experience for everyone. They're family and children-friendly, and even have a playroom for the little ones. The Goods, a friendly neighborhood restaurant offering a wide menu of gluten-free and vegan options. And they don't forget about meat lovers with a staff that really cares. On East Colfax, directly connected to the Tattered Cover Bookstore. Hungry? TheGoodsRestaurant.com. The Modern Eater Show at Troy Guard Tag Restaurant Group. I'll see you guys soon. My name is Jennifer Jasinski, and I'm listening to The Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Oh, yeah, back at it. Skies are clearing. I like the sun came out, and more people are coming yeah. out and well, enjoying the fun. Folks are filing out. Uh, social media is being done. Gigi, Gigi, quit taking pictures of me. You have, <laughs> and, and she's not. All right, here we go. So, uh, Greg Holland back. Jay Parker, Brian Freeman, uh, Zach Johnston, the Spice Guy, continues with us. He was judging the competition today, and uh, therefore we have we just heard from first place, and I think it was Matt. Was yes, it, Matt? it was Matt. It was Matt. It was Matt. And then now we have second place winner Ultron here with us. How you doing? Welcome to the show. Thank congratulations. You. Welcome. Yeah, congratulations. Second place in ribs. Yes, sir. And then Marshall, fourth place in ribs. I'm excited. Uh, welcome. Bring that up just a little bit. So nice. Can... Now let me know, Ultron. Backyard barbecue guy, or what? Do you have your own place? No, I'm a backyard barbecue guy. Nice, nice. From and you, you're, you're sporting an Arkansas hat there. Where? You, so you're from the South, or what? Yes, sir. Born and raised in Morton, Arkansas. Nice. Is that where you learned how to cook barbecue? Started off in the woods, and so and then <laughs> a couple of tips here and there from the pros, and just make it your own. What? You, how'd you bring nice. it today? What were you cooking on? Um, a gateway, gateway yeah. drum. Uh, the ribs on a gateway drum. I think the other Matt. Yeah, he and he was it. he was he started it he on the started, gateway yeah. and then moved it over to another uh, another. What do you guys remember? What he moved it over to? Something good. Something good. Yeah. <laughs> Something you can get at Proud Souls. Something good. Perfect grill. Perfect yeah. grill. So, yeah. Altron, what was the flavor profile? Um, I just just used the multiple multiple rows, but not too hard. You know, like they said here in the previews, less is more. So I didn't want to over flavor it. Um, injected it, man. Just cook it, man. Just cook it and came out made on your top. Own. How how long did you cook it, Altron? Um, my total cook time was probably about two hours and thirty minutes, hot and fast. Oh wow! Okay, wow. About hot and fast. He's unapologetic. Hot and fast, man. I I came in hot, you know. Yeah. <laughs> did my thing, you know. Second place, no big deal. What did you win? Um, I won a a cutting board uh -huh. and a Traeger Scout and. Um, 
gift card from GQ Barbecue, um, some stuff from Proud Souls. I don't know. I was too busy smiling, cheesing too hard. Man. <laughs> Good I can't for even you. lie. Congratulations! Too busy smiling that is too hard, great. Man. That is great. Who would you like to thank? Um, first of all, they thank Proud Souls, um, Chris Webb from uh, Bushmasters Barbecue, Dan, Tony, Kettle Cookers, um, all those guys. Pretty much. Give me a little tips, yays and nays. Do this, don't do that no more. Um, <laughs> don't do that. They, no more. they always tease me on the smoke levels and everything, and <laughs> but um, it's just more or less of I thank them because they pretty much um, introduced me to this world of the backyard and competition barbecue. I mean, I just did it at home, mm -hmm. feeding the family, feeding friends. But they introduced introduced me to this lifestyle, and it's a great community, uh, great people. Have a blast, and you cooking and smiling while you're doing it. So. Is this your first competition? Yes, sir. Congratulations. Yes, sir. My first competition, then I did a solo. Nice. <laughs> Man, you can. Wow. First competition, there you go. Yeah, just a talent. Yeah, I'm trying like to stop that. smiling, but I can't, man. <laughs> Don't stop. That Good for you. That is great. Do you know Marshall? I do not. There you go. Hey, Marshall. Oh, there. <laughs> Fourth place. Uh, you're, what were you cooking on? Um, a Weber uh, Mountain, or Smoky, uh, Smoky Mountain. Okay. And what was your flavor profile? I uh, layered on uh, several rubs, um, cooked for five hours, and I put together a sauce at the end that I think helped make the difference. It put, you uh, said pretty that. simple. A finishing sauce. Finishing sauce, right. So you With did a glaze. You did a dry rub, but then a, finish, a, a wet finishing sauce. Yes, yes, at the very end, last 20 minutes. Wow, okay. You said yeah. you had an interesting story to share. Only that um, this is my second competition, um, not sanctioned, of course. I did the backyard uh, uh, rib uh, competition last year over on Federal Boulevard mm -hmm. at uh, Proud Souls. Got in at the last moment and took last place. So I said, okay, i got to do better this year. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I've been practicing uh, cooking ribs for five weekends out of the last two months and uh, perfecting a process and just worked it through today. Well, you're no Ultron. You'd be there. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. Uh, yeah. I can aspire to be Altron. You can. <laughs> Back and forth. But it's good to see the, you know, kind of the new guys. Do, do a lot of times people just take it every time or is it mixed up, Tony, as I'm asking you without a headset? Uh, I'm sorry. I mean, would you expect that these guys, newcomers to the deal, that they'd come and, and clean up like this? Cool. Uh, I mean, they're newcomers, but honestly, it's not a surprise because I see their passion and I see them in the store and I see them asking us questions and I see us, you know, getting excited about barbecue. Like Marshall said, he was out last year and finished last. And I think Mar that put a chip on Marshall's shoulder. And he, when we put out the event this year, he's one of the first people to sign up. He said, I'm coming back and I'm, I'm, I'm going to do this. And he's been in the store. I, I said this week alone, I said, Marshall, you've been in every day this week. What's going on, man? He's like, I'm practicing and practicing. And then old, I call him Tron, old Altron over here. This guy's got a passion like no other man. I mean, you see that smile when he talks <laughs> about barbecue. I mean, this guy, he gets excited. And it's not a surprise. These guys are passionate about barbecue. So when I heard their names called, I was like, yep, that makes sense. I mean, they're putting their love, sweat, tears into this. I mean, that's what barbecue's all about. 
Well, and I would say to give Marshall a little bit of props that he came in last place last year and he like walked away with sort of a chip on his shoulder and said, I'm coming back at you. And, you know, and, and unfortunately you had someone like Tron, like Matt in your way, because these guys were just as passionate as you were as I'd, well. I'd yeah. like to say something about uh, Dan and Tony um, at Proud Souls, um, because they're a small business there on Federal Boulevard. I'm a nearby resident. That's how I came across them. And um, we're promoting small business. I'm part of the business district there. I live two blocks from there. And so it's a real neighborhood place as well as a place that um, ascribes to barbecue in the state and in, in the nation for that matter. So they're a great business, a great family business, and uh, people should support them. And uh, we love having them there at 25th and Federal. I think Tony brought up a great point in that education is what's really big with Proud Souls. And you can do that if you go to one of their classes and they do those in the evenings throughout the the weeks and and just those asking questions and being participating being active in it and getting the knowledge from all of these other folks around you that that that's very valuable so thanks to the proud so there's frank yes, here. good to see you frank uh so congratulations to both of you guys and continued success so these guys will be back as judges next year <laughs> Matt will come back. Okay, as the and winner. And so they can still aspire for first place, guys. Well, so uh, you mentioned that last year you were last. Did you place all of them this year, too, to where you knew who came in all 24 spots? Can you tell us where we came in with our ribs? Uh, I have not seen the results. We'll get an email. Yep. We'll get an email. Yep. We can't uh, figure that out. I think the sad thing to say, Greg, is, is that we didn't come in first through Fourth, anywhere near. So, any, yeah, I, I just I'd be interested to know because now truly I, I think you know it, just like in life you have to make mistakes, you have to learn, you have to fall down to get back up. But now I think I got the marshals, man. If I, I'm hoping I was last. Here's a great, here's a great example of somebody barbecue takes yeah. practice. It takes time. No one gets barbecue right their first time. Tony's saying that barbecue it's takes practice. Practice it's makes perfect. I'm it's still, a journey. I'm still Every day. I want to learn more. I want to Listen to that passion. I just yeah. let him roll. He doesn't have a microphone, but I, I think you could hear it come through. It just transcends. So, again, thank you, guys. Thank you uh, Tron, cool stuff, man. Yeah, and congratulations. You know, big deal. Thank you. Big deal. I mean, this is second annual. I, th I think this is going to go on for a long time. Yes, I'm sir. coming for you all, Tom. I'm here. <laughs> I like it, Marshall. <laughs> That's the kind of competition we like to hear. All right, final segment up next. We'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll wrap it up with the Proud Souls guys. And um, just what a day. Um, you need to get into one of these barbecue, backyard barbecue competitions. And I think uh, Proud Souls will be doing a lot more of them. Right now at the Gothic Theater, there's going to be some music playing here at about, I think, probably the bands, the first bands probably on stage right now. Um, good place to be tonight. And also Intrepid Sojourner Beer Project, uh, second anniversary party. So you can stop by there and have a beer. We might meet you down there. All right, we'll take that break. We'll come right back. And uh, last segment straight ahead on the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Choose your path through Cyberland. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram and Facebook for all the fun photos and videos. Just search The Modern Eater or check out the website. The Modern Eater. Get ready to change the way you look at food. This is Peter Allman, the founder of South River Aquaponics and Alpenglow Mushrooms. As a Le Cordon Bleu trained chef, 
I know the importance of quality ingredients. That's why in 2013, I left the fine dining industry to start a sustainable organic farm. At South River Aquaponics Alpenglow, we are the leader in sustainable growing practices, utilizing our natural resources as effectively as possible. No pesticides, no GMOs, no funny business, just clean, honest food production. We use old world techniques combined with modern technology to bring you the best possible produce. Our gourmet mushroom facility provides CO2 for our greenhouse that grows tilapia as well as lettuces and herbs in our aquaponics system. Look for us in natural grocers, city market, and served on the plates of Colorado's finest chefs. At South River Aquaponics Alpenglow Mushrooms, we're growing greener. To learn more about aquaponics and see our products, go to our website at southriveraquaponics.com. South River Aquaponics, the future of farming. My dad's vegetables are so good, I can't live without them. Hey, Colorado chefs, Brian Freeman with Growers Organic and the Modern Eater Talk Show. Do you care about where your food comes from? I do. Do you want loyalty from customers who care about that as well? I can help by providing top quality organic produce with reliable delivery, knowledgeable sales team who genuinely care about how food is grown, transported, and served. Chefs, Growers Organic will ensure you have excellent ingredients for your next James Beard dinner, your nightly specials, or your regular menu items. Join the organic revolution and go organic with Growers Organic. Look us up online at growersorganic.com. Now it's time for the Modern Eater's Booze in the News segment. I like my beer cold, my meat grilled, and my entertainment explosive. All we need is a, is a chair and a, and a cooler beer. Here's your booze news. Not this time. It's all about barbecue tonight, so no booze in the news. All the booze news you can use, that'll be next week. We'll be back from Studio Kitchen, Colorado. Well, we're doing some shots of the grill candy, aren't we? So we might get a little booze there. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Uh, so Tony's rejoining us from Proud Souls, and we have the, uh, the Spice Guy, Zach Johnston, on with us as well, who was judging in this competition. But the anything goes category, which that's a cool category. Cool category, yeah. Uh, that's where uh, cooks can get creative and, and come up with something that's fun and different and, and let the dice roll. Do you remember this particular? Dish? I remember the anything goes category because it was the first time that I saw your ribs. Stop it. <laughs> Stop it. Ouch. We should have entered it in the anything goes category. Can you do, can you enter it in the anything goes category? Is that anything? Absolutely, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's anything. What's your name, sir? David. David. Yes, sir. Congratulations. Winner of the anything goes category. Thanks, thanks. Uh, feels good. Credit goes to my silent partner back here, uh, Jared Burnett. Um, Jared. It's pretty much all his idea. Basically, we had a uh, practice cook last night where we ran through uh, about three items, and uh, his was a hit across the board, pretty much, between uh, all the friends that uh, participated. So, uh, yeah. You, yeah, ahead. tell us what it is, David. It was a uh, smoked Spam slider uh, on a Hawaiian sweet roll and a uh, mango coleslaw. And that's like a Hawaiian favorite, quite honestly. I mean, you're, you're in Hawaii. Everyone wants smoked Spam. Spam. Pretty much. I was hoping the uh, the lightness of the slaw and just like the uniqueness of it would maybe catch the judges by surprise and like a field that was probably going to be like dominated by bacon and sausage and, you know, burn ends and stuff like that. Just something different. And uh, yeah, I guess it fit the bill. So we're pretty, happy, we're pretty happy about that. Home run. What you what'd you take away with? Uh, $75 gift card and a cool uh, bucket full of a bunch of uh, rubs and sausage and uh, from some free classes and stuff. So pretty excited, pretty pumped. Um, big thanks to uh, Dan and Tony, Proud Souls, Jason Ganahl, GQ. Um, this is, I actually participated in the uh, first class or first uh, contest last year. Um, How'd you place in that one? 
I uh, split the field, six out of 12. We had a no-show, but I'll still say six out of 12 instead of uh, six out of 11. Uh, this year, 15th in ribs. A little uh, bummed, but uh, we were using, um, for our finishing phase, we used a cooker we're a little unfamiliar with, so maybe that came into play. Maybe could have gone a little longer. But, hey, you know, it's all about having fun, and we achieved that and then some. So, you know, big win for Colorado Barbecue, absolutely. So, so here's a cool story about about Dave. So he entered our contest last year, and I got to know Dave because he'd come into the store a lot. Um, his wife was from Texas. You actually moved to Texas, what, about eight, six, seven months ago? Yeah, five months right before Christmas, pretty much, week before Christmas. He had so much fun at our, our competition last year. He flew into town yesterday, yep. Just and he put it on our calendar to come back and compete this year. So he flew into town yesterday, um, hooked up with Jared here, and they actually came out today to do it again, even though now he lives just outside of Dallas, Texas. But that's... Um, what we talk about when we talk about barbecue and just how people get excited about it and how Dave had an experience at our first annual Backyard Barbecue that really, you know, got him excited about it, that he moved to Texas and then six months later got on an airplane yesterday to fly in just to do this event today. Tony, would it be fair? Wow, you, cool. You've created a family. <laughs> I mean, and, and this yeah. is their reunion. It's a community. It's a community, Brian. It's a it's the barbecue community. I'm, I mean, uh, Dave here's a part of it. Jared's a part of it. Matt, who sat here, Altron, you know, all these guys. Marshall, every single guy. Dino over here, who's smiling. I mean, all these guys. I know them. I walk around. They're the guy. They're my customers. It's, it's kind of like a, a restaurant. Getting to know folks that come into your restaurant every day. We're not a restaurant. We do some catering, but these these are our these are our people. These are the people that come to us and, and we're creating that experience for them. And it was good to see Dave come back. I haven't seen yes, him um, in six months, but when I heard he was flying in town just to, to compete here today, I mean, it, honestly, it's touching. It's cool. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, this just in, so the Modern Eater, we, we – uh, we're in the rib competition, Chef Chito yep. uh-huh. and myself, and uh, we placed 14th. Nice. 14th. So, uh, Cheeto, you didn't do too good, man. <laughs> Were you guys cooking on the egg? Is that you guys <laughs> yeah. with the big egg? <laughs> right over there. If we would have won, I'd be like, yeah, me, you know, I did a great job. Cheeto, this one's on you. <laughs> <laughs> he was distracted. Yeah. Next year, though. Next year, we'll be back. I got the fever, and I think a lot of people do, and, and joining into this family. So I think the best question as we wrap this up is how can others join this family of fellow backyard barbecuers? Well, um, besides pretty, wait until next year. Uh, more coming up, well, right? Well, pretty easy. Um, go to our website, proudsoulsbbq.com. Stop in our store, 25th and Federal. Um, do, keep doing what you do. If you love barbecue, you know, and you have questions, come see us. We're here to answer it. We're here to have fun. We're here to help you become better backyard cooks. Um, and sky's the limit, man. It, this is a great community to be a part of. It's not just the experience you have cooking. It's the friends and memories you make a- along the way. And that's what I've, I've started you know, th- thinking about when we started the business, um, creating memories around a fire and food and meeting people that I would have otherwise not, not met through barbecue, which is a lot of these folks around here, Altron. Uh, Dave here, Zach, Jared, and you take Marshall. Call, you take phone calls at one a.m. too for barbecue. Advice. Yeah, not all the time. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but it is weird because your guys' community. I'll tell you, even with all the the chefs that I know, I mean, someone like Jeff. When you get him and Jared Leonard and 
you know, and, and like Tony, also the, another chef that came on the show that was a barbecue guy. Yeah. They share share their secrets. It's it's their share their, they share their stories, and it really is this community of people that uh, it, it's not like where I, I run into job. some chefs that yeah, yeah don't want to so talk to each about other. About a minute and a half left. Do your thank yous. I'm sure there's a lot of people you'd like to recognize. I'd, yeah, I'd like to thank you guys, Modern Eater Show, Brian, Greg, Jay, Rich. Uh, for coming out and supporting our barbecue community and, and bringing attention to it. I'd like to thank uh, Jake and everyone here at the Gothic Theater uh, for hosting this event. I would like to thank Dan, of course, Big Frank, um, Chris, who's over here, Chef Jeff Shabbat, um, for coming out today, cooking food, and, and being an inspiration to me and helping me become a better barbecue cook. Jason Ganahl for coming out here today, uh, introducing me to barbecue and, and being that Anyone who was up here on the stage, uh, Bill, uh, Ryan from Backdraft, Toby Metzger, I mean, the list goes on and on. Um, thank you guys for coming out, and thank, at the end of the day, the community that came out and supported this event. It means a lot to us. Um, it's good to see the Colorado barbecue movement here growing, um, people getting excited about it, and there's a lot of great places out here. Um, to, to share that passion, get great food, and, and come to Proud Souls to, to learn more. So Who's ready you. for the third <laughs> annual? Anybody ready for that? <laughs> Definitely coming All back. right, we can do I that for nap. sure. <laughs> thank everybody so much. Zach Johnston, Spice Guy, thank you, dude. Thank you, man. Uh, we'll be back in the kitchen next week. Brian Freeman, as always, Little Rich thank Snyder, you, my spirit guide. Jay Parker, doing great work. Thank you for coming out today, Shannon Scott. We'll take care of it. And thank you to Proud Souls. What an event. Yes, thank you, Proud Souls. Second annual Backyard Barbecue. See you next week.